Greetings, greetings, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Titus 2 Living Podcast. I am your host, Joy Ellerby, and I am really excited to be with you all today um, at whatever time that you are listening, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, evening. I'm just, as always, excited to have you uh, tune in to these, this show. I'm excited because we're having on today my pastor, Overseer Thomas A. Pulliam Sr., the senior pastor of Heaven's Harvest Ministries and the BAM Church. And let me go ahead and make this note now. If you want more information about uh, Overseer Pulliam and the ministry, um, that information will definitely be in the, the description box for the podcast episode. So if you want to learn more, by all means, check that out. The website, Facebook page will all be there as well. So Overseer Pulliam, how are you doing today, sir? I am well again. I am, <laughs> again. Well. I am well. I am well. It is a good day. God has been good. Yes, sir. Yes, he has. It's, it is a, a beautiful day. A little hot today, but it was a beautiful day. <laughs> Definitely beautiful. <laughs> we ended up with some sporadic rain out here in Peachtree City. Oh, my. There was nothing in the sky, but it was raining. Mm-hmm. I said, that, that's Georgia weather for you. <laughs> Georgia weather for you. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. I understand that. All right, sir. I want to go ahead and and, and dive into some things. Um, the, uh-huh. I was going through some notes uh, last week, and one of the questions that I had written down that I needed to come back and ask you at some point is, uh, "Why are you pastoring?" So, before you answer that, I would I would love for you to share uh, about your 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 recent promotion because that ties into the question. Um. I'm pastoring uh, because of God. Mm-hmm. As I've said many times, God called me. Um, he chose me against my will, um, his perfect will. And through that, um, we ended up in this beautiful position we in now um, as the overseer of business and church relations um, for Kingdom Connection um, Fellowship International. The presiding president is Bishop Jerome H. Ross Sr., um, headquarters is up in um, Columbus, Ohio. I've been tremendously blessed to be a liaison um, between the church and the community and allowing the community the opportunity along with the church um, to build a better relationship and start to allow the church to be a conduit in its own kind of way um, to catapult the, the community to a new level and building um, wholeness and community and business and education and growth and financial and economic growth and trying to be that individual. We've only been in the position since March. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking forward to um, some quickness. We have the fullness of the vision, want to know exactly how we're going to pursue it, but we would like to know um, everything necessary about all communities um, so that the job can be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as I'm learning years ago, I'm learning that um, during this space of time that, um, people are people, and at the end of the day, people have desires. And um, those desires uh, say whether faith or heart will be included by what they tie themselves to and what ties itself to them. And if the church can tie itself to people, and then their hearts um, and their minds and, and their faithfulness will be tied to the church. So I'm looking forward to that union okay. and that partnership between the church and the community. And I'm praying that that everybody prays for um, for church and business relationship that there be a growth and and that there be a building in the kingdom of God. So even with that dealing with church and business, 
can you talk more about that, you know, in terms of relationships and building, because you talk a lot about Christ branded businesses. And so Uh can you talk more about how all that should come together in unity to work in the kingdom of God? Um, It was, it was a beautiful time um, during the, about a year and a half ago when, when God laid it upon Heaven's Harvest and KFP and the organizations that are part of Heaven's Harvest Ministries to start the Christ branding business. Because uh, it fell in place with the C12 group and the T-Factor and and the cities that we were visiting and walking in and walking through to start to establish a hiding place or even a prayer station um, for businesses um, that are part of um, Heaven's Harvest Ministries or KFP or who will fall under it to be able to know that when they see that signature, that they can stop for prayer. If they see that signature, they can just stop for peace. If they can see that signature on a window or a wall or a door, uh, maybe a, maybe someone being abused can know they can come in and find shelter. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can come in or, and, you know, just get a word or get some peace uh, at that particular moment. I am excited about the Christ branding business also because um, it becomes um, it becomes the benchmark of understanding business and the church has not really um, started um, its own pathway. Most of the businesses in church um, come from the networking of level one businesses, which are usually establishment businesses that come out of homes and those who are submarket business people which means they work for somebody else Mm -hmm. and they are not the top tier. So the church is networking insurance company, but the adjuster is at the church, but they don't own the business. Mm -hmm. Um, The um, car salesman is at the church networking, but he does not make cars or own um, a a car, (laughs) Mm -hmm. a a car um, business. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times that's what the church is full with. And we're trying to establish that Christ branding businesses are allowing people the opportunity to know that these also these Christ branded businesses um, inside is a believer who owns that business. Mm-hmm. And they can come and get a crash course in prayer and a crash course in scripture context. Um, they can come in and just get a crash course in love and some of the things by business owners, because it, it becomes hard um, if you do not own your business Mm -hmm. to declare whether Christ will be in your business or not. Um, It's hard to take a Christ branded stamp um, and put it on a business um, that has other stamps and flags and things that have already been labeled upon it. That's been placed upon it Um, because there's going to either be a label across the threshold of a business um, to be the blood of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. or it's going to be the the label of whatever the agenda is. Uh, for that particular community. So we're looking forward to Christ branding becoming um, something powerful in the body of Christ. And I really believe God placed me in this position uh, to start taking all of the elements he had trained Heaven's Harvest Ministry into the rest of the world in the community. Um, for trademarking and for copywriting and productions and knowing how to put productions together. And I, I really want um, us to understand that we need to in Christ branding, we need to hold the measure and the dominion of the earth. Mm. Um, Because too many times in Christ, um, we are so excited that we at the bottom of the totem pole where we need to chop the totem pole down to get a tree yeah. because we forget that the totem pole are the faces of who are supposedly the gods. Mm-hmm. So we need to remove the totem pole and being mm-hmm. excited about being at the bottom of it. And we got to stop congratulating the lesser 
and start looking at um, grooming business owners, grooming um, people who have the stake in the game, grooming yeah. our ministries for economists and architects and pilots and and manufacturers and and grooming the next generation to control the element of the community and to fight for the economic basis of it so that we can become the foundation of all the measures that that community that community would desire to have better school they know they would have to yes. come to us yes. better businesses they would know they would have to come to us yes. um, we need to take charge of that element and i'm looking forward um, because I truly believe by next year, the same time, mm-hmm. we would have our foot. It has some footprints in the whole United States yes. and some overseas markets as a church and a community and a fellowship mm-hmm. um, to start um, changing the thought pattern of Christ. Mm, that's good. You know, while you were talking, you said so much as you said so much. But one thing that really um, just grabbed my ears was the praying stations. and. Can you talk more about the necessity of having that for business owners and uh, community members and things of that nature? Can you talk more about that? On the um, Sunday on, which was pretty much yesterday, we took time in our 430 service, which ended up being 530, um, to talk about um, prayer. God, a place upon your heart is the question of prayer. And prayer stations are necessary because there are times when people in the community are fighting with the element of having the ability and the time factor to pray. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they know not what to pray. And we're supposed to be walking around with the Holy Ghost and be able to um, help them know what to pray about and them being able to focus on the little things of life and to step into our shops and to step into our businesses and and to step into our corporate offices and step into a CEO office that is a believer and own it and be able to take a session and be able to hold their hands and pray with them. Um, the prayer stations are necessary also because if my people who are called by my name would just, you know, pray a little bit, mm-hmm. amen, we could put a charge into some things because the hour on our prayer is effective. Yes. Um, the hour on our Lord's prayer is effective. Yes. Men um, are to always pray. Mm-hmm. And if the word of God is put in upon our hearts to always pray, we're supposed to slowly put prayer everywhere that we can. Mm-hmm. God is opening up so much right now. Um, mm-hmm. He's allowed the prayer to get back into school. He's allowed yes. prayer to get back into games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's allowing mm-hmm. prayer to come back. Uh, he, ha- uh, he has to open that door uh, because of the fittingness of the time that we're in. Okay. And because of the fittingness of the time, God has to bring himself um, back into all things. And he had to place people to reject the old thought um, mm. that prayer was not necessary. Right. And it is truly necessary no matter what's going on. So the prayer stations become um, a place of rescue. The prayer mm-hmm. stations will become a place of just to carry you. Um, and we want to be more bold than just the thought mm-hmm. of a lesser of an ability. So we would never consider ourselves as the prayer underground railroad. Yes. We want to consider ourselves mm-hmm. as, uh, as the prayer echelon mm-hmm. of shooting your prayer into space. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And going to where no man has gone before yes. and taking it to places <laughs> where um, the idea of it has not been conceived, even mm-hmm. though they claim it has, it hasn't been. Amen. And, mm-hmm. um, those prayer stations are necessary at our malls. They can, the prayer station could be just a room, a yeah. man at, at a, a regular business. It could be a room at a factory. Um, it could just be a room at McDonald's. It could be just a place, mm-hmm. um, at Chick-fil-A places. It could be just a, a element where 
um, that time is taken where individuals know that it's a rescue and, and a shelter for them. And even with that, I wanted to ask about pastors then, because, you know, such mm-hmm. as yourself, how important is it for pastors to have that availability to to certain prayer state stations such as you named and and just having that resource available for them as pastors? Um, in, in the framework of your question, pastors need it all the time um, on their day to day. But it's a it's a um, it's a tough one um, for that uh, because the pastor to lead the prayer station is different than the pastor um, crafting it and putting the framework in place for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the duties that he would carry as a shepherd and um, a CEO and a president and must mm-hmm. establish a flow um, of a business at the same time, having a business plan and projections of how things would go and who would be in place. Um, that matrix will require prayer from him, but not at the station place mm-hmm. um, because it would take the leadership of him. Um, a wayward pastor, that would be great. Potential pastor, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Fallen pastor, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Active and, and a pastor full of the power of God and walking in the steadiness of his word and wholeness, um, that station would be his working element. It would be his place of meeting. It would be um, his place of visit. It would be his place of just showing his love by when he comes through, amen, just to be there and see what the necessity would be. Uh, Because somebody might not need prayer, but they might need an advocate um, or they might just need an assistant, someone to cover them for an activity or maybe the pastor um, they run into somebody at the prayer station who just might feel lonely. Mm-hmm. And in their loneliness, they might not have a mother and father and they're about to graduate from high school. And maybe the pastor could just be the hand at the yeah. at the high school graduation waving um, yes. to secure them, or maybe could be there at a graduation from the fire department, or maybe the pastor could just be there at the birthing of the baby because the husband is not there. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the pastor could be um, there at whatever the the need is, or a person might've just bought a house. They want a pastor to come by a man and bless their home or to bless the garage or just the driveway. Yes, yes. Um, those prayer stations are becoming important um, for him being the outreach and, and, and pretty much um, um, the in-between for the church, the community and the business sector. So we would prefer that the prayer stations is not a place for the building of the pastor. We prefer that he becomes the overseer and the shepherd of the prayer stations. And um, we don't want him to get hooked on this drug. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Say so sell it. That's all, that's all you got to do is just sell it. That's, Amen. that's good. <laughs> Yeah, you don't get hooked on the product. Okay, man. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. And because I think was the I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I just, I want you to go ahead. <laughs> the gospel is the only drug you have to be hooked on to sell. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you just don't want to be a certain type of way. A weak pastor, it's hard for a weak pastor to gain um mm-hmm. strong fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want to do that. You can have a church full of middles. Right. You don't, you don't want to do that because no matter how much a middle eat, it's still a middle. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I went somewhere. I it's okay. Somewhere. That's anyway. we can add next episode. We can <laughs> 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 But I wanna I wanna come back to uh, dealing with the um astronauts, the pilots uh-huh. and you know, grooming uh individuals for that, especially the next generation. Do you feel that that is something that 
is of high importance right now regarding the next generation and grooming them for those types of industries and those types of professions for the body of Christ? It's a it's such a tough line because many a times in the body of Christ we assume um, that all of the um, there's really no job greater than another job, but um, because uh, the garbage man without the power of the necessity of his fulfillment of his job, mm-hmm. we all die from disease. Right. Um, so, um, <laughs> so his job sometimes is greater than the doctor because he keep you from seeing the doctor. Mm-hmm. but is perspective driven in church. Um, mm. A lot of times you don't, we celebrate great jobs in church. We do not facilitate the culture to gain them. Okay. Um, okay. We facilitate outside of our walls to gain them. Um, um, because when we look at engineers and we look at pilots and we look at architects and we look at doctors and, and lawyers and um um, basic machinists and we look at plumbers and we we look at HVAC guys and um, all of these guys um, who are just doing just terrific things and, and admin people and secretaries and administrative assistants and mm-hmm. when you look at all of these basic jobs that we place greater than one to the other you know, we have to understand all of them are fitting for the gospel mm-hmm. and the gospel must set a stage for the possibility of the growth in all of them so it mm-hmm. must be taught from that framework um, when the church is built such as we have done at Heaven's Harvest Ministries um, there is a framework whether we think so or not there is a framework yeah. and that framework flows from the director of the church, the first assistant, mm-hmm. um, the music director and executive mm-hmm. such as yourself that each one um, overlap each other without the overtaking of one another and establishing um, the growth of some important things. One of the important things we find the growth of is that our ability for the ministries to set stages and sometimes we forget that the church has to set a stage mm-hmm. and we don't think the church has to set a stage, but the church has to set a stage Amen. Um, because uh, many times uh, you want my truth. Yes, sir. Um, a majority of churches, especially these days are not built. They're just not built. Um, many times in the gospel we move into mm-hmm. um, and because we move into the level of what we would need um, for the body of Christ and the sector of Christ becomes um, changed by the need. Um, so the progression of education is limited within mm. the house as we celebrate what's gained outside of it. Okay. Um, so okay. inside of house, because we don't build our own churches a lot of times, um, we celebrate them outside who are builders and architects and and those who can put things together and, and construction sites and the foremans of it and the engineers and, and all of these things uh, because we don't build them a lot of times. In the church, we, we build the basic hands-on to one another positions in life, which yeah. is really, it's a, um, it's, it's a, it's really a smack in God's face because when you get into the word of God, when David wanted to build God a house, um, um, he was building relationships with the best of the best. Yeah. And, yes. and when he got to Solomon, the best of the best was used. The best um, of everything was used. 
And so the relationships mm. of the best of the best must be implemented within the structure of how we live day to day. So day to day, the church should be setting the stage for teaching um, bioengineering. The church mm-hmm. should be setting the stage. If you watch carefully, I teach on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I even teach on the periodical chart. I teach um, geometry when I'm teaching. Yes. I'm teaching calculus. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching all measures. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because I don't know who God has placed within the framework that I just have to be there for, right. you know, and, and to groom them and, um, and to prepare them for what God has in store. So um, when you look at the church and are we building for those things inside mm-hmm. the ministry? Should we? Yes, we should. Are yes. we? Because ah. mm-hmm. a lot of times because of today, social media, mm-hmm. we push agenda-driven things. Right. Amen. Mm-hmm. And because we push agenda-driven things, we have advocates mm-hmm. and not builders. All right. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. Have a church is full of advocates and not, not builders. builders. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm, my goodness, and and that's the thing with you know having that um, that I would call it like a wall, you know, dividing churches and dividing ministries because you have those individuals that would show interest in various um, projects, various industries, various professions and things, even education. But on the other side of the wall, if there is no push, no training, no um, mentorship available, no any of those types of resources, then what would one do? What would one of those individuals do? You know, you have a soul that's wanting, that has a desire, that is interested in engineering or interested in owning a um, a garbage company, you know, whatever the case may be. So how would you um, help that in that area? Well, um, Sister Joy, that becomes difficult. It really does. But is it accomplishable? Yes. Um, when you are looking at that, we have to start reconsidering the structure of our ministries. And are we progressive or are we a maintenance ministry? Um, a progressive ministry see the call of time and what the future holds and prepare the hearts and the minds of the people in an educational form to prepare them for another level. Um, that's why I push so much education and I push the, those who do not have education. I push them. Um, I push them to PowerPoints. I push them to do this and that. I push them to advance and I push them to enhance. I push them to grow um, because if you're just maintaining, you just trying to get them saved and keep them there mm-hmm. and keep tithes and offering there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are progressive, you are pushing the, the fellowship, not toward the agenda. You're pushing toward economic growth because the world has become one through yes. social media and the internet. Yes. And now that we know it's the world wide web mm-hmm. um, and we are caught in it. Hey, man, we have to realize we are synonymous to this whole element of a thought pattern of all of us are the same. Yes. Even though we choose to have different ideology on some different areas, we are all the same. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's why I pushed on yesterday. We hold these truths to be self-evident that we all are created 
equal. equal. We are. Yes. The problem is, do you stop at that statement and say amen? Mm-hmm. Or do you go listen to someone under a tree and think you're only three-fourths of a man? Yeah, right. um, it becomes difficult to have a church that's progressive mm-hmm. when your agenda is in 1669. Mm-hmm. It's hard to have mm-hmm. a progressive church and a church who in community can set the stage as manufacturers and builders and, and keepers when um, the whole insight of your growth is based merely upon just the, the structure of um, the succession and the successor mm-hmm. and maintaining the prowess of who you are as an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, God is amazing. God on every generation gives them new insight that the last generation did not have. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have insight now. My parents just didn't have. I have insight now, as you do, um, that our grandparents didn't have. Mm-hmm. Our grandparents did not have the opportunity to the web and the opportunity. We thought it was huge if you had a set of Britannica encyclopedias. Yes. You couldn't tell us <laughs> nothing. Amen. Look, Amen. now you don't need them. Right. There was a time if you had a library, you were doing something. Now they carry the library around with them and it's the size of their hand. Yes. You know, Um, during that time, salesmen, um, salesmen came to your door to sell you mm-hmm. the Britannica. They sold you vacuums. They sold mm-hmm. you, they sold you milk. They sold you insurance. All of the sale is in your hand. Everything is in the palm of your hand. The kingdom of God is at your hand. Right. Amen. And, and he has blessed us. But even though he has blessed us during a generational move, we are still lacking the ability of, of that, that right to know we can determine the educational framework of our children. But there are those who understood that. So they had homeschooling and mm. found out the churches that were homeschooling had a greater percentage of kids that went immediately to college. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And scored high mm-hmm. on exit exams and entrance exams and, mm-hmm. and were always advanced. And why were they advanced? <laughs> well, it's because of atmosphere. It was because of the lack of pressure. It was the, it, um, it was because of the lack of, um, what would be hurting them and pushing them in a different arena. And when they were able to have the right to move forward in education and the percentages and the numbers were great, they found out that um, maybe churches like public school, Mm -hmm. um, we just cattle them through it and the best cattle gets to move on. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't get to die. They get to move on to be prizes. Um, Mm. But the struggle with that with church is we are supposed to be the nurturers. We're supposed to be the keepers and we're supposed to be the trainers. We're supposed to set the stage of of thought. Uh, We're supposed to be setting the stage of thought of who takes care of, who looks after, who's the head, who's the tail. Whether they should be taxed um, because that, that sets the stage also of who carries the weight. And all of those things um, within the church uh, needed to be what was planted upon us mm-hmm. to take a charge as a church, not just choirs, not just wardrobes, right, not just right. flashiness. Because mm-hmm. if we're not careful, um, all of the educational framework that makes us great would be outside of the church. And then the wardrobe exemplification of fashion to be in the church. Yes. So church will not learn anything but entertainment. Yes. 
And that's not good when the church only thing it learns is entertainment. And that, yes. that actually goes back to uh, you talking about, you know, why you're pastoring. And and I wanted uh, to go back to that uh, and we'll actually start to wrap up and uh, we'll start landing the plane, but dealing with why you are pastoring and dealing with, you know, other, uh, other, other pastors, I'll say that may have wanted the pulpit, whether, you know, just wanting the pulpit. And for those that may be listening or watching, just, they just want the pulpit. And you're talking so much about responsibility and uh-huh. accountability regarding souls, regarding mentorship, regarding resources, regarding all of this. Can you talk more about that? Because it's not all about just get on social media and you have your um, your show, your broadcast and all that. It's so much more, like you talked about, hospitals and, and so forth and so on. And so can you talk more about that? Oh, this is Joy. You cover some some. some um of some down the road items. Okay. Um, but um, when, when you look at ministry and the complexity of how we have changed it so dearly mm-hmm. that we have said in a sense that God is wrong. Mm. And how we feel and think is right. Hmm. Yeah. He didn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to watch this carefully. But, but you're um, right. You're right. The specification of us is mm-hmm. wrong. That's, mm-hmm. um, his appointment and alignments are wrong. Mm-hmm. His assignments. His assignments. Are wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, everything he declared <laughs> was wrong. The thought pattern was wrong. Mm-hmm. The emphasis of moving forward is wrong. The moon is wrong. The sun is wrong. <laughs> stars. The stars are wrong. You notice we don't talk about those things anymore. <laughs> no. We don't talk about the sky. Uh, we don't talk about nature. Um, you got to turn to National Geographic because everything is pressed toward us. How I feel, how I think. Um, Yes. And where I stand. Yes. Did it hurt me? Mm-hmm. Um, did it bother me? Mm-hmm. Um, was I uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Here's here's the struggle with that. Um, pastors forget. Church forget. Um, that there are unspoken accountability charges to pastors and churches. Okay. Okay. Um, some of those unspoken responsibilities have everything to do with while I am with you, um, can you make me better than I would be without you? Hmm. Yes. That's a heavy one. Because <laughs> why be there? Why, why be there? Ooh. If you can't make me better. Mercy. Um, <laughs> we put such a charge in that that we forget the second accountability has everything to do with them saying or us to them in transferability of power if we end this or if you follow me I will care about you all right um, that unspoken 
becomes hurtful when you realize the church doesn't care. 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 <laughs> so we got, um, <laughs> do mm-hmm. I need you? Mm-hmm. Do you make me better? Mm-hmm. Do you care about me? Mm-hmm. And the third one is if I'm following you, do you protect me? All right. Mm-hmm. And that becomes some of the three of the promises that the church, in those three, that becomes the wholeness of existence. Anything the church wants to do, anything you desire of it falls into that existence. Yeah. Yeah. It might sound amazing to us sometimes, but think about it. If you are in the church, can you make me better? Can mm-hmm. you love me? Mm-hmm. And can you protect me? Mm. Yes, sir. Then if you cannot fulfill all three of those, I cannot be whole there. Right, right, right. Because all of those are they are essential to any relationship. Right? Can you make me better? Mm-hmm. Can you love me? Mm-hmm. Can you protect me? Yes. Without those, the relationship becomes mm-hmm. <laughs> insecure. Then, if you are secure already, you don't see it fitting. Right. Right. To align yourself with what's not going to make you better, mm-hmm. what's not going to love you, mm-hmm. and what's not going to protect you. Yes. Okay. So, yes. What about the church in this season and what we're doing? People feel unprotected. Mm-hmm. People feel unloved mm-hmm. and they don't see where they can be better. Mm-hmm. They don't see where the church is going to make them better because the production of manufacturing of goods are not in the church. The production of economics, not in the right. church. Right. Financial feasibility, not in the church. Right. Stewardship, not in the church. Soundness, not mm-hmm. And even though the pastors are going through, they are suffering, they are hurting, you cannot tell a person who's in therapy with you, they need to come to your church. Uh, no. <laughs> no. So the therapist never comes to the church. To church. <laughs> the doctor <laughs> never comes mm. to the church. And I you do. hear me. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. So if none of these ever come to the church, mm-hmm. how could it make them better? <sighs> how would they feel love? Mm-hmm. And how could they be protected. protected? So if we're not fulfilling those things, we cannot grow the manufacturer. We cannot grow the architect, the doctor, the lawyer, the garbage man, the sanitation, sorry, sanitation worker. Sanitation worker. Amen. I've been there. And we cannot <laughs> grow these things and nurture these things and bless these things because they are out of the framework of our existence. Mm-hmm. So this is not a part of our existence. How could we do that for them? Mm-hmm. So if our pastor can't get better, mm-hmm. our pastor mm-hmm. is not loved and don't know how to love. If the pastor does not know how to protect or secure anything, then uh, why would they? Okay, so then the last point I have, because uh, I'll, I'll make it in the form of a point rather than a question, is um, so then that would be where entertainment comes in. Have to. You have to. Because you have to entertain to keep. Mm. You have to entertain the key. Mm-hmm. What else would you provide? That's all there's, there's no left. education provided. Mm-hmm. 
There's no education provided. There's no manufacturing provided. Right. There's no financial gain except in the tiers of, of, of employment. Mm-hmm. There is no mm-hmm. business teaching there to be mm-hmm. provided. There, there is no growth element uh, mentally be provided. Now let's go to those three promises of a sensuality of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amen. So there is no protection provided. There's no love provided and there is no embetterment provided for mm-hmm. an individual. So what is provided there? We love to go and say Christ is provided. The problem with providing Christ is your record must show that Christ provided for you. Okay. Okay. There has to be see, evidence. It has to be evidence and manifestation because if yes. it does not, you're saying this product here yes. uh, called Christ never worked for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to sell it to you. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to sell it to you without a healing. I'm trying to sell it to you without a deliverance. I'm trying to sell it to you uh, without a breakthrough. Mm-mm. I'm trying to sell it to you without the means Mm-mm. of proof of self in any form or fashion that it is working for me. Right. Right. People logical now. They can look at anything they want to. You can't just tell them God is with me when they can go online and see the operative of that. Right. Somebody purely operating in it separate from you. So you cannot just tell them God is doing this and God is doing that. People are logical. If you're not careful, your church will fall into an age bracket by the, by the heart of social media and them not being a part of that. Mm -hmm. And then the young group going, well, if you're healing, let's see it. If you're delivering, let's see it. Mm -hmm. If there's breakthrough, what? Let's see it. Let's see it. Now here's the proof of why some people should come to church right now. Okay. You ready? Yes. There were those at the beginning of the pandemic that question uh, are we going to be healed at it and where is it going to happen from Uh-oh. and they would come if they saw it Amen. I call you blessed what happened what happened <laughs> glory what, to God what happened <laughs> <laughs> and that's been my question when you coming when you coming I, I got to see some time soon mm-hmm mm-hmm Yes, any Sunday. Just come on, gotta please. see you sometime soon. You got any Sunday? I don't any care what it is. Hey, man, come on by. You got to. <laughs> we can put the address in the description box if necessary, and send everybody to the website. So you, you tell me what to do. <laughs> I got some extra seats in the back of my car. I'll come scoop you. <laughs> Whatever's necessary. Yes, they wanted to see a healing. They mm-hmm. wanted to see a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. But they want to see it from a distance. But survival is also a manifestation, right? Right. Hey, we can another episode, another day. Amen. <laughs> another day. Thank this you. It is really You're good. welcome, woman of God. Oh my goodness, it's so much. Okay, I know I'm going to go back and listen to it, of course. But there's so much yeah. um, nuggets to pull from to talk more about because you're, you're covering. Is a wide range of uh, very important topics that the church need to discuss regarding, you know, manufacturing and just restructuring church. We can, we can, that's a lot right there. The church would seem more powerful to the world if there was something we were doing. Yes. Yes. It almost looked like we come into four walls to wine. Yes. Cause we do. Yeah. <laughs> we do. We do. Amen. Amen. Then we can, okay, we just have to come back another day because there's a whole other conversation. Amen, sir. I look forward to it too because there's another area of survival to talk about. Churches that are just surviving. So I look forward. Maintenance. 
Yes, sir. Like you said, you okay. maintenance. I don't want to lose you. This is my income. Yes, sir. Okay, this is exciting. Is there anything you would like to say to uh, as we wrap up this episode of the Titus Who Living podcast? No, keep pressing so <laughs> keep pressing forward, sister Ellaby, and uh, don't forget the commitment to the accountability of of people and keep holding them in the gospel accountable. Um, questioning things does not mean you hate. Questioning things does not mean anti and mm-hmm. means you just got some good accountability skills and if a person can can um prove themselves that's good stuff yes that's called a leader amen able to be asked and they able to answer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i thank call you, you for being a great leader i receive it call you blessed as well sir i receive it jesus name. <laughs> all right everyone that does it for this amazing episode of the Titus to Living podcast with Overseer Thomas A. Pulliam Sr. And I say amazing because God is the one who led this conversation. I had a question that he gave me, but he led the entire conversation. I thank him for that. So I am always thankful for how God moves in the discussion. He he navigates the questions, he navigates the answers, and we just trust him for the outcome. So uh, another wonderful, wonderful episode. All right, everyone, that does it. We will make sure that the episode is available for you all. And please listen, share it with your family, friends, loved ones, and your enemies, and tune in for the next episode. And until then, I call you blessed. Bye.